got a snap instead of clap because my shoulder. So, all right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome back to White Out Weekly. It is 2023, season three of the podcast. I'm Matt Martellucci. Here's my co-host, Dave Barron. Davey, the Croatian bear. How are we feeling going into the season, baby? Fantastic, baby. Feeling groovy. Ready for we some have, football. We uh, <laughs> have feeling groovy. I love that. I'm feeling groovy, too, but groovy to an extent where it kind of scares me. Like, I get hype on my teams, my my pro teams, my college teams, and I know one of them is going to let me down. I'm, I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for it. But before we get into any of that, we got some uh, house cleaning notes to take care of. In particular, four freshmen are going to play week one against West Virginia. Offensive coordinator Mike Yurtich is in the booth this season. Franklin in his press conference on Tuesday didn't name a starting quarterback, which is weird because it's going to be Aller. Um, and will not release the depth chart. Davey, anything else or any details to add to those housekeeping notes before we get into it? Yes. One additional note, actually breaking news uh, prior to just prior to us recording here, Landon Tangwall. Uh, left guard announced oh, no. per his Twitter account that he will be medically retiring from football due to his ongoing oh. shoulder injury. Uh, so that's yeah. a big blow uh, to the offensive line unit. Uh, good news is a ton of depth there. So I'd be looking yeah. for JB Nelson to step up in his place, but that's a big blow. Uh, and hate to see that for, for Landon. Yeah. That'll be a ton of injuries. So to have to hang it up, I know that was a, a tough call to have to make. He, yeah, dude, he battled back so hard t- for two years straight. Mm-hmm. It was that shoulder, right? Yep. Go through a similar problem myself, actually going into surgery this weekend right before the Penn State game, but I'll be conscious for the game. Don't worry about that. It's a good thing but it's that, a prime time kickoff, baby. That's a, nothing compared to a little bit having, more of a buffer. <laughs> and it's nothing having having to retire from football <laughs> i mean we're kind of in the same boat shoulder injury watching mm-hmm. the game together but i did not play for the team nor did i have that much of an impact on the program at all who knows maybe he'll uh, take on a career in podcasting now and <laughs> maybe he'll come on the show who knows <laughs> so this season i mean for me expectations are at an all-time high we got Mandy Diaz's defense that is going to be rocking all season long. Return of Curtis Jacobs at linebacker, along with Abdul Carter, Uluvishanu at left tackle. He was supposed to be, I'm pretty sure, the number one overall tackle in last year's draft. Am I wrong? Yeah, tough thing to pass up, but he's uh, he's coming back. He's hungry for more. So don't see a lot of guys pass up that opportunity, but. Uh... That's right. He's ready to run it back, baby. Those two. Ready to run it back. We also got the best pair of running backs in the nation, Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. But most importantly, the number one quarterback prospect in the 2022 recruiting class, Drew Aller, slinging the rock behind center. 
And Davey, we saw a little bit of what he could do in terms of his arm strength, accuracy, ability to throw on the run, improvise. And I can't wait to see all the hard work come to fruition, going from that video of his throwing motion, like completely over the top to just come right here, just slinging it, slinging it. And if you look at the Heisman odds, he's 25 to 1 to win the Heisman, which is better than Michigan running back Blake Horam, who's at 28 to 1. And he's right behind Ohio State's new quarterback, Kyle McCord, at 22 to 1. I will take my chances there. I think I think he's got a he's got potential to have a great season. Um, I think the way that they handled it last year. Uh, was perfect in regards to supplementing some some additional playing time uh, in in junk minutes, uh, but I think he got enough time to be able to feel what the D one Power Five uh, play style looks like, and he's he's ready to take the reins. He's got a little bit of an inexperienced receiving core, um, but that arm talent is no joke. So looking to see Mike Yurcich in this offense really expand uh, in a way that we haven't been able to see. All you know, could all the kudos in the world to Cliff I and mean, everything that he was able to do. But when you're talking about Drew Aller, you're talking about a completely yeah, different level of QB talent. Uh, so he should, and I believe will, take this offense to the next level. Yes, very excited to see Drew Aller and his backup, Bo Pribula, who has garnered us so many likes on Instagram from him power cleaning 335 i think it was that just keeps popping up (laughs) gotta mute that but he is a monster in the weight room and i think he could be in some spell packages in the red zone as kind of like a tim tebow type you know what i mean either him or tyler warren or boy yeah draws a lot of trace mcsorley comparisons um, still, I think a little bit of development from from an arm talent perspective, but mm-hmm. a lot of good things have been said about him in camp. And I know the the assumed starter and likely starter will be Drew Aller, although it hasn't been announced. But I wouldn't take it lightly, uh, Franklin's comments in regards to how close the competition has been. Uh, like I said, a lot of good things that they've said that they've seen from Bo um, and his ability to uh, continue to improve on a daily basis in the weight room and on the field. So definitely would expect some sort of packages to get him on the field, like you mentioned, because um, that's just a, a talent that can throw a little bit of a wrinkle in the offense uh, that can potentially change a game. So would love to to see that right out the gate here in week one. I just watched the uh, Swamp Kings. Did you see that? The fr- the Florida documentary? On I did. Yes. It could be like a Chris Leak, Tim Tebow type situation where Chris, Chris Leak leads him down the field, then Bo yeah. gets in there. Gets him in th- at like the 10 yard line or Maybe a little goal line jump pass action. Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> and so, talking about all these quarterbacks, it's presumed Aller's going to be QB1. The biggest question is, and we did the tight end preview, preview on uh, social media. So, thank you for everyone who watched those. And we saved the wide receiver preview for this podcast because who is Drew Aller? throwing the ball to Dave please answer that question for me yeah so a bit of uncertainty like we said uh I think at the number one spot the the obvious and the incumbent is Keandre Lambert Smith who Mm -hmm. over the last couple seasons has 
improved mightily. Uh, he in past interviews, he's he's mentioned himself that he struggled a lot from a mental aspect. His his first couple of years on campus and, and physical, and yep, physical and physical injuries yep. too. So struggled in that regard, but uh, you know had a really solid season last season uh, in the Rose Bowl. Had that big touchdown catch from Clifford. Mm. Um, so he's proved that he can get it done uh, on the big stage. So look for him to be, uh, you know, Drew's go-to target out the gate, uh, aside from those tight ends like we mentioned. Uh, the number two spot got Harrison Trey Wall or Trey Wallace. Uh, they've got him locked in as the number two starter. Not a ton of game reps last year, but freaky, freaky athleticism. Uh, I know Bruce Feldman releases his uh, top 100 freaks list and Penn State uh, was a was a mainstay on that list. Uh, Trey Wallace, one of them, you know, you just got to look back to his high school basketball clips with him dunking over pretty much anyone in sight. Um, but they've I got him that locked as a wide receiver. Yeah, they've got I him locked that. in at, uh, at number two. And then the rest, uh, as of now, is a mystery. So. The likely candidates that we expect to see some time are uh, newly acquired transfer portal get Dante Cephas uh, coming over from uh, Kent State. Uh, Pittsburgh native, so homegrown in PA. Uh, last year earned first team All-Mac honors uh, in nine games. 48 catches, 744 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, had a much bigger season in 2021 with 82 catches. So it's shown that he can produce. Granted, that was at the group of five level. Uh, the G5 level, but True. Um, you know, from what we've heard from from camp and from what we've been reading, is that there is an adjustment in regards to the strength and conditioning program that Penn State has compared to a Kent State. Um, but he's shown flashes of what he can do. Um, so expect him to make an impact right here uh, in the opening weekend. And then the rest are a bunch of guys just vying for spots. Yeah. So just to name a C- few. Cephas. Just going back a little bit, I'm I'm really excited to see him play because we've seen players come into the Big Ten before and kind of crumble under the competition. And then yeah. we've seen others kind of rise to the occasion and prove that they kind of belonged in that tier of recruit. So I'm really, really excited to see an upperclassman like Dante Cephas take the field. I think he might be in for a big, big, big season. Yeah, not a not a huge frame, but from just reading some of the commentary from a lot of the players, a lot of them just kind of reacting, saying he's he's got he's got it, and he's got those hands, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that obviously you would love a receiver to have, but you know, basically anything that's getting thrown his way, um, he's he's coming down with. Um, but then just to wrap up, you know, just some other names to kind of throw in that mix. You got Amari Evans, uh, true sophomore who saw some playing time last year, uh, notably caught a touchdown in that Ohio game from Drew Aller. Um, so early connection built there. And then to round it out, you got Malik McLean, big body, 6'4 transfer from Florida State. Huge. Um, has shown that he can produce, again, at a power five level. Small sample size, uh, but with that type of frame, would love to see him in some red zone opportunities. Yeah, um, we need that, too. A lot yeah, of speedsters, we need that, like, big, you know, red zone target. Yeah, for sure. Something that we haven't really had since, you know, an Allen Robinson. Um, and then to round out the group, you got Liam Clifford uh, coming back. Uh, Caden Saunders, former four-star uh, from Columbus, uh, who's put on uh, some, good, some good weight and improved a lot in the weight room uh, as he enters his sophomore year. And then lastly, Malik Mega, uh, who's made a huge impact on special teams. Uh, so we'll be interested to see if he can uh, accompany that with some playing time at, uh, at wide receiver. 
got Carmelo Taylor, true freshman coming in, Tyler Johnson, just to name a couple others. So uh, some open spots that's up for grabs. Uh, so that position battle will continue likely through the first few games until they solidify uh, who their top three or four guys are going into uh, the rest of the Big Ten play. Malik Meg is another big body, right? Yeah, 6'4", big frame. Okay, good. So we got a good, we got a good mix of speed, uh, high point catchability, red zone threats. I like it. Then you add in the tight end room. I am all about Theo Johnson this year. Mm-hmm. I think he he had limited snaps basically all four three or four seasons that he's played at Penn State. And he's averaging almost 14 or 13 yards per catch. I'm pretty sure almost all of his catches last year went for a touchdown. So <laughs> if he's going to be the first or second option, look out for Theo Johnson. But I want to know, after going through those guys, is there someone you're particularly looking forward to on offense this season? I think for me, kind of a wild card is Caden Saunders. Um, mm. Big fan Love of his it. coming out of high school. Uh, produced at a high level, uh, like I said, from Columbus, Ohio. So from enemy territory, you know, in the Ohio State uh, recruiting and, and breeding grounds. Um, I I really look for him to make a huge impact, especially in the slot. He's got uh, the hands and he's got the athleticism to be, be able to make some folks miss. Um, and like I said, put a lot of work in the weight room, put on real good weight. Um, has improved in his testing numbers a ton. Um, so I really look for him to step up this season and and garner some of that uh, playing time that's up for grabs, um, become an early favorite of uh, of Aller, um, especially for a new QB. Uh, any At any time you got a new QB, he's looking for those reliable targets. Um, so I look for Kane Saunders to step up this year. Yeah, Aller was actually talking to Adam Brenneman on the Next Up podcast, and he said – Caden Saunders, Dante Cephas, and who I'm most looking forward to, Amari Evans, have flashed and impressed the most. Amari and Caden both early enrolled with Drew. So it's their fourth time through these installs with Drew. Mm-hmm. And Drew said that they're both playing with high levels of confidence, anticipation, speed, and not second-guessing themselves. So that's exactly what you want to see from some underclassmen. And that's why I'm picking... Omari Evans as my player that I'm looking forward to the most. He had that connection with Aller in the Ohio game and has been working with him for a while. As I said, I think they developed a huge connection this year, uh, year three, year two for them. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's on the field and I mean, he can blow up, turn up slant to a 60 yard touchdown so i can see him moving up into the slot receiver role possibly taking over the number two wide receiver role for sure so we got two wide receivers to look forward to on offense how about defense where you turn there he's looking forward to the most i think for me it's got to be denied dennis sutton um he's someone who played a ton as a freshman um, high, highly ranked prospect, five-star prospect, snagged him from the likes of Ohio State, Georgia. So huge recruiting win that uh, Penn State 
um, is finally getting into that realm where they're able to steal those guys from those big time programs. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's the type of recruiting wins that you have to have uh, if you want to be amongst the ranks of a you know college football playoff berth or a regular uh, mainstay uh, at the end of the year. Uh, I think he's got big time potential, 10 plus sack potential. And it's going to be interesting because he's likely not going to be starting this year. You got Chop Robinson um, and Adisa Isaac who are, are likely locking down those two end spots, but expect to see Sutton in a ton of game action and showed the ability early on last year to be able to get after the quarterback. And I expect him in a non-starting role to be able to come in in spurts uh, and and really get after it and produce a ton of sacks for this defense. I mean, yeah, what from what we saw last year and just those limited snaps, he was unbelievable, even against starting tackles. You know, yeah. when we had him just like rotating it and he was just making them look like fools. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick over here with the same positions for uh, <laughs> most looking forward to here. I'm going to stick with edge rushers and go with Mr. Chop Robinson. I think that the interior of our defensive line is really underrated with Beeman, Zane Durant, Devon Ellis. Because I have Vanderberg. So Chop, Adisa, like you said, Denied Dennis Sutton are going to get one on one matchups a ton, and they're going to feast on some pretty, pretty low talent Big Ten offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. I think he has the best hands on the team, I would say, and best arsenal of moves in terms of uh, swim moves power moves, speed moves, and I think he is going to be the one that's going to come close to double-digit sacks this season. Yeah, I think Chops likely by by end of year will be a consensus uh, first-round pick for sure. So we, we presume Kalen King is the number two-ranked cornerback going into the season. We presume he's going to – might be the first-ever Penn State – cornerback taken in the first round do you see chop as well going in the first round i think i do i think what we were able to see last year uh was he was truly flashing that five-star talent that he had um so i think after another year in many diaz's system uh they're really going to I think in, in the full off season under his belt i think he's going to be able to take things to a, an even higher level and I truly think he's just got that type of talent uh, coming off that edge spot that uh, uh, NFL teams are going to be foaming at the mouth for. And I think he's definitely got that first round potential talent. So I, I could definitely see him and King uh, going in round one next year or next April, rather. Take it to a higher level <laughs> from uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely taking it to a higher level for sure. And Lastly, we're going to do the freshman that you're most looking forward to. Who would that be? Dave Barron? I think for me, I got to go to the linebacker spot. I've heard a lot of great things and read a lot of great things about Tony Rojas. Oh, Uh, God. Yeah. Turnover King. Turnover King uh, for fall and spring or for fall camp, rather. Uh, Early enrollee. 
uh, right out the gate, earned a ton of Iron Lion uh, accolades as the coaches and coordinators typically put out each day when they start winter workouts. Uh, he's put on a ton of good weight. I think he's ballooned from, or not balloon, like it's it's mainly muscle from about 200 to about 225, 230 uh, since he got on campus. So uh, expect him to get. I, w- I would say Abdul Carter like reps like we saw last year from Abdul where he was able to come in not not necessarily start every game uh, but make a big impact uh, as a true freshman. So I think Rojas expect to see him on special teams for sure, especially since he's been greenlit uh, for Week One. Uh, then to be able to get some time, whether it's spelling Jacobs or spelling uh, Carter at the Sam or the Mike, um, I, I expect him to get on the field early and often and make a ton of impact, uh, especially even as they get to, to Big Ten play. But I think Tony Ross is a special, special talent at the linebacker spot. I completely agree. And, I mean, LBU is totally back. We are sure. loaded at that position. So I was going to go with his running mate, Demir Robinson. Dig it. TNT, baby. But I'm switching it up. I'm going to go with Ooh. the D-back in Dakari Nelson simply to just go over our recruiting prowess. This guy's a 6'3", 217-pound true freshman from Selma, Alabama, four-star prospect, the number 10 overall safety. I think he is going to excel in that Manny Diaz prowler role. I think he's going to be the one out of the the group of, let's say, five, six underclassmen that are going to spell that number one. He's going to be the guy that's going to make the most impact. And just goes to show that our recruiting uh, realm is mm-hmm. all over the country. Yep. So many Alabama, we can get four-star prospect. So, Jakari Nelson, that's who I'm looking forward to most. And with that, what do you have our record being and where do you have us finishing? Tough I one. want to say 12 and 0, because that's that's where the hype <laughs> level's at. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with eleven and one. I think I think there's one slip up uh that which, occurs. Which, which I is get, I think they get one of Ohio State or Michigan. I think we're. Uh, I think Ohio State's going to be the one. I think Ohio State will be the slip up. I think that's still the the team that they're going to be chasing. Um, I think they get Michigan this year. Um, or it will, we'll, be, State, we'll be pissed off from last year. We'll, yeah, we'll get Michigan for sure. I th- I'd say eleven and one. It could be interesting. Could have a scenario where. Between the three uh, big bullies in the Big Ten East, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, all beat each other, and there's a tiebreaker at the end of the year. Red some mm-hmm. scenarios on that, which would basically come down to opponent's record. Uh, so with Penn State having Northwestern on the schedule, uh, that could be a little dicey. In conference record, you're talking? Yeah. Yeah, so that could cause com- some concern there, but I, I, I'm going to land them at 11 and one. They're over under for the years at nine and a half. I think that's a slam dunk. Is it easily a 10 win team at worst? Um, but I'd, Wait, I'd pencil them over, for 11 and one. Over under win total is nine and a half. Nine and a half. Oh my God, dude, I'm hopping all over that. Yeah. I, I have them 
So I have them 11 and one as well. And the reason I have them losing to Ohio state is because I think Ohio state is going to lose to another team, Michigan. We're going to beat Michigan. Ohio state will have two losses. We'll play Michigan for the big 10 title. Win that. Dig it. That is my prediction. And then going to the college football playoffs. Let's see what's – so let's say Georgia's number one. Do we have a fucking shot against Georgia? Part of my language. <laughs> I think – I would love to say yes. Uh, you never know until you get once – you're, once you're in, anything goes. Like, like the playoffs in every sport. Uh, but the – the talent that Georgia's got, especially coming back for a potential three-peat. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you talk about that blue-chip prospect ratio that they bring in year in, year out, especially from a development standpoint, and there's a lot of folks saying that, uh, you know, what they were able to get from Stetson Bennett, they turned the reins over to Carson Beck, who a lot of folks think are is even better or definitely a more highly rated <laughs> No, 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 no. That was going to be my point against you. There's no Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is the championship maker. It could just be Stetson. He's he, the guy. He's the reason. He's it. You can have all you can have all the talent, all the recruiting stats in the world. Stetson Bennett was the guy. <laughs> you lose him, he was a championship quarterback. That's so, right. Yeah, that's, I that's agree. Off here. Anything can happen, but there are high hopes for Penn State as our first week. Headed in to, or no, bringing in West Virginia as 20 and a half point favorites. The over-under in this game is 50 points, Davey. Ooh. 20 and a half point favorites. I saw that and I was like, all right, Vegas thinks we're legit. They think we're, we're, we're contenders. Yep. We're looking over at the West Virginia side. I'm looking at some players that might give us a little bit of trouble, mainly in the backfield and surprisingly special teams. Yeah, running back, you got C.J. Donaldson, uh, big body. I believe he was a converted tight end uh, at 6'4", 240. Uh, <laughs> running back, 6'4", 240? 6'4", 240. It's um, a big boy. Uh, limited a action last boy. year. Uh, just played in seven games, had a season-ending injury, uh, but he's healthy, ready to go. Uh, 526 yards, eight touchdowns, like I said, in seven games. So as a, a team traveling week one, hostile environment, they got a brand-new quarterback that they're breaking in. Uh, so expect them to try to get that running game going and test that Penn State uh, interior uh, defensive line early and often. Uh, but C.J. Donaldson definitely one to look out for. Their offensive line, they got a couple guys coming back. Uh, so that pretty back formidable. To, back to Donaldson in those seven games, guess how many times he had over 100 yards? I'm going to say three. Four. Four. Four times. And so their head coach is Neil Brown, kind of on the hot seat right now as they're kind of in this range of five and seven, six and three, not really getting the recruits that – they would have landed in the past, but under Coach Brown, the Mountaineers are 18-4 when they rush for over 100 yards and 3-12 and when they go under. Mm. 
So the run game is going to be huge. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no worries. Uh, like I said, they got a couple guys on the offensive line, running game, uh, breaking in brand-new quarterback, Garrett Green, who's considered a dual threat. So more to add to that running game. He's going to uh, eat some green. going to eat some green. That's right. Uh, so, Bad joke, uh, But at center, they got Zach Frazier, uh, 6'3", 311, 25 career starts, first-team All-Big 12 last season. Uh, and currently he's on the outland in the Remington uh, trophy watch list uh, for 2023. Uh, so that run game, like I said, is going to be the way that they look to impose their will on this talented, talented Penn State defense. Uh, yeah. I expect to look them to control the clock if they can and keep it out of the offense's hands. Um, but that that is likely going to be their name of the game because their other player to watch would be their punter, Mr. Oliver Straw, the Aussie. That's who I'm scared of. Uh, any, Aussie, any Aussie punter sends shivers down my spine. <laughs> They're but, freaks. Uh, yeah, 42 and a half yards per punt last year. Uh, landed 17 inside the 20. So if this game's close and it's a field position battle, uh, certainly he's a weapon. Uh, so 40. 42.5 yards per punt, but he averaged 41.3 net yards. Mm. So that means he's flipping the field 40 yards every time yeah. he punts. That's insane. So, yeah. And like you said, I think with Frazier, they're going to have a kind of ground a pound, mm -hmm. use, you know, one of the top five centers in uh, next year's draft. And, kind of wear down our defense. And I think our game plan is going to be pretty similar, I would mm -hmm. say. Yeah. I'd, for West Virginia, I, like I said, ground and pound, I, I'd expect to see some read option as well, uh, especially mm -hmm. with the dual threat ability of green. Got to uh, stay home. And for Penn State on the flip side, uh, still breaking in a brand new quarterback. Yes, Aller saw a ton of time last year, but first time as a starter. So I expect your hitch to – run some early sets to get them comfortable, get them in a little bit of a rhythm uh, and get a comfortable lead so they can start to really lean on that, uh, that run game uh, that uh, that was huge last year, obviously with Singleton and Allen. Um, so that, that would be my expectation uh, for the nits on the opposite side. Yeah. The uh, coach Neil Brown for West Virginia also returns 13 starters from last season. But none of them at critical positions, unless you include the running back who was injured for most of last season. But um, I think Garrett Green, it's a night game mm -hmm. at Penn State. Might not be a whiteout, but it's a night game at Penn State. I think that man is going to be shitting his pants. And as soon as he hits the turf hard, game over game over he's going to be mentally broken and we're just going to dominate i will say it's a sneaky whiteout game because they're donning it the helmet stripe game which would just be about one section mm -hmm. uh will be wearing blue and the rest of the team will be in white so it's pretty sneaky whiteout so it's uh a lot of similarities there but yeah definitely going to be a raucous crowd game one high expectations for the year uh tough spot to break in a brand new quarterback First time starting in a night game at Penn State. <laughs> no chances, kids. 
doing well against Manny <laughs> Diaz's defense. No chance. In fact, I'm going to call for a pick from Keelan King before we get into the greatest betting competition of all time. I've won it two years in a row. The Big Ten betting bonanza. Year three, Dave will try to take this from me as I will have to send this to Texas. Somehow ship a 10-pound dumbbell to Texas. But up next, the greatest betting competition of all time, the Big Ten betting bonanza. It is year three of the Big Ten betting bonanza. I'm 2-0 in the competition. Dave is beating me in overall record, but I'm beating him in points, which is what really matters. I'm making the money, making the units. (laughs) But Dave is, got to say, exceptional. Nicknamed him David Totals last year. Exceptional at totals. I trail literally every single total that he gives even though i know it's going to lose me points in this competition <laughs> so as a rating champion i'm going to be a generous god here and let you go first sir oh it's mighty generous yeah. to be matthew i'm a generous god don't worry all right so <laughs> to kick off your three this is this is my year. I want to put it out there. I will not be zero and three by season's end. Uh, good call, Jordan. Three P coming. Focus, Jordan. Three P. So, in truly Davy Total's fashion, going to kick off year uh, three with a total. Yep. Here it Headed comes to Ann Arbor, Michigan Wolverines, the East Carolina Pirates, over fifty-two. JJ McCarthy, year two full-time starter. Yes, Jim Harbaugh is suspended, uh, but I think this offense will put up a ton of points uh, in this game. Don't know that they'll cover. Uh, I think some question marks on on defense. I think Michigan will obviously be a solid squad this year, but week one is always a little dicey with those big uh-huh. spreads. So I'm going to go the safe play here, safe in uh, my account, but over 52. Lock it up. I'm seeing 51 and a half. 51 and a half? I I'll will give you that. 51 and a half. I'll give you that. That was my first pick, but I had a 1A, 1B situation. Ah. So if you took one of them, I would have taken the un- the other, which happens to be a Davy Total special. The Penn State under. Mm. And I'm sorry to say, Taking Penn State under is like the worst thing ever. I'm total jackass weirdo. But unless CJ Donaldson, that running back, gashes our defense, I don't see West Virginia being very potent against us at all, especially with that quarterback starting at home in a night game at Penn State. Aller's the man. He's got it. But he's also human, and the moment of walking out into that night game in Beaver Stadium as the starting quarterback is enormous. 
and we're all human. So there might be some nerves on the offense to begin, but that'll get figured out as the game progresses, and I think we stop them. But I'm going to take the under 50 because I think it's going to take a little bit for Penn State to get going. I don't see North or West Virginia doing anything on offense. Hey, I'm down Sorry. for a nice opening uh, 50 to nothing shutout. I'm down for that. Big 10 football, baby. <laughs> All right, pick number two. Uh, we're going to take us to Madison. New head coach for the Whiskey Badgers, Mr. Luke Fickle. Uh, I think he's got this team ready to go. I'm interested to see. Uh, it's going to be a very different Wisconsin offense, a little bit more of a run and shoot as opposed to the ground and pound that we're used to. New quarterback. Still got the ever-so-talented Mr. Braylon Allen uh, at tailback, but uh, expect to see them uh, – Throw it through the air a little bit more than you're used to your standard Badger offense. But I got Wisconsin minus 28 versus Damn Buffalo. Uh, I like the loose pickle error to start off with a bang. I think they're going to be rowdy uh, in Madison. And give me the Badgers minus 28. They got a new uh, a new quarterback. Mr. Tanner Former SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai threw for over 3,000 yards, 65% completion rate, 33 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I think that's quarterback Wisconsin has been looking and praying for. Mm -hmm. I'm actually – they're in in a different division, but I think that they're going to have a humongous, humongous year. Mm -hmm. So I got to change – my pick. All right, we'll go with number three here because that just got taken. We're heading to the Big Ten's finest playing on Sunday at noon. Northwestern at Rutgers. Must watch football. Rutgers <laughs> is a six and a half point favorite, but I'm taking the Northwestern money line. Plus oh! 200 for my first shot at a five-point bone to win the freaking Big Ten Bonanza, baby. Oh! Big five-shot bomb. What hazing scandal? Dropping week one. <laughs> Love it. I, I, I got it. I always do well on the big... On the big uh, upsets, so I, I I have to I have to eat one, and yeah, Rutgers, come on, give me a break. I like it. I like it. All right, back to you because I got to figure out my third pick. All right, pick number three. Uh, gonna go to Champaign, Illinois. Uh, I think Brett Bielema's got this team on the right track. Yes, they lost a good bit of talent. Uh, especially the tailback spot. No more Sid or no more Chase Brown. Rather, sorry, Sidney Brown's at safety. Um, Killing it. But, yeah, go birds. Uh, but I do like uh, where Brett Bielema is taking this team. I think another year under his belt. I think they're still going to be a very formidable, formidable foe in the Big Ten West. Uh, Giving the Illini minus nine and a half against the Toledo Rockets. Alrighty. So to. Uh... Wisconsin was 28 on the dot, right? Mm-hmm. 
Alrighty. Yeah, Wisconsin was a great pick. So I'm gonna going back to Wisconsin. Well, going Wisconsin first half Ooh. minus sixteen and a half. Again, Luke Fickle coming in, reviving that program. They're returning 18 starters against a Toledo team. I think they blow it out in the first half, get some of their younger classmen in for the second half to get some experience, heading to a hopeful, not for us, hopeful dynasty for them, but not going to happen because Penn State's got the Big Ten locked for the next three years. At least. So thank you, everyone, for listening to the return of Whiteout Weekly, Season 3. We're back, 2023. We both have us going 11-1. and one. You, you have us won the Big Ten Championship, right? Of course. All right. So we both got us in the college football playoff. I think some magic could happen where we make the national championship lose to an SDC team. But then guess what? We got everyone coming back as juniors. So we're running it back again, and then we're going to win the championship. So that's my prediction for 2023-2024, giving you a little sneak peek at next year's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you, everyone, so much for following us on social media, liking all of our posts, supporting us as we're getting going. We love it. Absolutely love the support. And we will see you next week as we have a new schedule with the podcast. We're going to review the game first and then put out another podcast previewing the next game with the Big Ten betting bonanza. So thank you all once again. Year three, baby. Just getting started. Let's go.